0: Chair and join us at the table this week for another episode of paper pencil dice a tabletop role-playing podcast
1: <laughs> you thought you were done with hup bottomsworth but i have come back to interrupt this episode with some very special programming paper pencil dice has hit a few snags in the last week or so and so we've decided to bring you some special programming here are a couple interviews with players that we did a while back but we never released we will be back with our regular scheduled programming as soon as possible
0: all right, so welcome back to Paper, Pencil, Dice. Now, this time, we're going to try something a little bit different uh, this time around. We'd like to get give our listeners the opportunity to get to know us as as the players, the, the people behind the characters, behind the character sheets, and uh, just get a chance to to connect with the audience and, and just tell you a little bit about who we are. So first of all, we're going to start off with... Mark, uh, Mark is the player of Hup Bottomsworth. Uh, say hello, Mark. Hello, everyone. Um, so, just want to ask you a few questions, just sort of about, I guess, you. So, sure. and, and and your interact with gaming. So, uh, when did you start gaming, uh, tabletop gaming?
1: So, I started with the D and D red box back in what 1979. 1980 that, something like that that's going a ways
0: back <laughs>
1: just a bit I'm the <laughs> old guy by the way
0: he's the old yet fun guy
1: <laughs> the fun guy yes I'm just a regular mushroom
0: <laughs> so uh, did you play for a long time did you take a break in there
1: yeah so we we I had a, a best friend he and I played and we kind of started it his brother actually introduced us to it um, he was his older brother was a couple years older Uh, introduced us, we started playing that and then we got quickly into uh, first edition AD&D and we played that up through 1985 when he joined the army and I never played again until my oldest son turned 12 he's now 15, so three years ago Um, and started with uh, E5 again, so I had a 30 year break between AD&D 1 and E5 which was okay. a bit of a break, I guess.
0: A little bit, yeah. So, and then beyond that, so I know you've played uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and it sounds like AD and D and Fifth Edition. And I know you, you and I played Pathfinder together, and and you're playing Pathfinder Second Ed. Are there any other systems that you that you've played uh, as well that you've enjoyed, or primarily just those ones?
1: So we back in the day we used to play Gangbusters, and we played Star. Craft, I think, was the name of it, and there was another one. that was a gunslinger, and we played James Bond. Those were back in like the early eighty games. Okay, that sounds fun.
0: So, what do you enjoy most about role-playing games, just in general?
1: I don't. Know, I think I. It's kind of fun to be able to uh, just kind of hang out. It's. A, I think it's a lot of fun. It's the. It's a lot of the table talk. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. The. Uh, Kind of having a character that gets to writing your own story i think this is kind of the coolest thing that's why i got into it with my kids is that i was really doing uh, uh group storytelling with them right i'd set the scene i dm for both i dm for both my kids so I, one's a 15 year old one's a 12 year old oops sorry 12 13 now so a 15 and a 13 year old and we, they both have classmates that play So it's kind of fun to kind of get them together and let them not be on screens, but be on this collaborative storytelling adventure. Um, We don't play with, we don't play online. I use Fantasy Grounds when I use them, but I just use that for map purposes only. They're dot, they're not on screens. They all have paper, they have pencils, they have dice. It's their imaginations and very old school approach to the games.
0: Very cool. And of so that's that that's what you enjoy about it. Is there anything that you struggle about with uh, w- with regards to role playing games?
1: Oh, I always wished I could do impersonations. I think that would be an awesome thing to be able to introduce the game. You know, I'd have a terrible British accent. My British accent sounds more German uh, <laughs> high command type than it does English. Um, but I've so I kind of I stray away from that quite a bit. I wish I could do that better, because um, I think that would add kind of a fun punch to the to the characters. Even when I DM, I try to give these voices, and they're terrible.
0: All right, and then couple more questions I have for you here so um, in all of your role playing uh, experience what is the most memorable role playing moment or memorable role playing character you you can recall
1: so I'd have to say this with my Pathfinder because when I was a kid we mostly did AD&D and I was almost exclusively the dungeon master so I didn't get to really play so it's really been Pathfinder so I play another character that was actually on one of our special um, our our special the, the holiday, episodes, the holiday episodes, yeah. episodes yeah so I played Phil Connors who is I just love that character he's he's just fun and just is a lot more outgoing than I am and it's just kind of fun to lose myself in his characters and uh, Tup is another one of those characters that's kind of fun I'm, I'm playing with some different ideas here his madness is kind of a thing I need to introduce more into this character a little better but hopefully starting tonight I was thinking about that this week this would be a good night to maybe start delving into Battle of War.
0: Cool. All right. And last question I have is, what kind of advice would you give to someone who's looking to try tabletop role-playing games for the first time?
1: If you're lo- looking to meet chicks, this isn't the way to do it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think just being able to let go of yourself, you know, just, just jump into the character. I was reading an article about role-playing and some people are really reluctant to you know, experiment with different things that they would never do. Right. They would not gender bend because maybe that says something about their psyche or they, they don't want to, um, uh, be real, real gregarious with the uh, opposite sex. So they don't want to do different things because people will see them as being like, like some suppressed demons inside of them. You know, I think that's kind of, it's just kind of fun to take on a new character and see what it's like. And not have it represent anything other than just a little bit of fun
0: very cool all right well um thanks mark for giving us kind of some more insight into who you are as a player and some of your your memories and advice uh by the way listeners if you're interested uh in in talking to any of us we uh feel free to reach out to us on facebook Uh, we also are setting up a discord uh, server so Feel free to reach out to us there. If you ever want to talk or ask advice or just interact with us, we're, we're more than happy to, to chat with you. We're going to uh, focus in on Chris, who is the player of, of Tegan StumbleDuck. I, I have to be very careful when I'm saying that name. Um, but yes, uh, Chris, uh, so I guess tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you, you know what What appeals to you about tabletop gaming in general?
2: Oh, tabletop gaming is kind of like um, doing plays, and I love doing plays and musicals growing up. The cool part about this is you can be whoever you want. You can be Superman, you can be Batman, you can be uh, a raging um, barbarian, or you can be a mystic sorcerer. So all the different types of characters you can play is pretty cool.
0: How'd you get started? Uh, when did you first start playing tabletop games?
2: So a friend of mine who liked to program TI 81 calculators um, told me about this game called D and D. So I went over to his house to play. It was 3.0 and the, we started with the character, we created the character, but then I could never get back to his house. So I played three sessions with him over the phone and over a corded phone. It was really, really tough. Then, uh, he moved, and I didn't play again um, until 20 years later when I started playing with you, uh, Tony, three years ago.
0: Cool. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun when because you were actually the one who kind of inspired me to start up that game, and that, that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, he's uh, Chris is the one who influenced me to start our Pathfinder first edition game, which is how a lot of us ended up getting to know each other.
2: Uh, And I had to, I just, I was like, this was so much fun. And then you said, Hey, I've got 26 years, but what you got that many years, you're, you are so putting a game together and it's been awesome ever since.
0: So of all the, so what, I guess, what different, uh, rule systems have you played, uh, role playing games under Chris,
2: uh, 3.0 and then Pathfinder one and now Pathfinder two, I did do one game. I can't even remember the name of it, but there's no dice rolling. And you just describe your your attacks, and based on how well you describe your attacks, the DM gives you points of whether or not you do the hits. It was horrible. I'm like, <laughs> I, I want to feel the dice. I want to hear the clunk. You know. Anyway,
0: um, of all, so you you've have a fair amount of experience in in role playing systems. Uh, so, what's something you wish you would have known before you got started?
2: I wish somebody had told me. Yes, you love spellcasters. Don't start with a spellcaster. All the simple things that you want to do in life, you can't do. You cannot climb a rope as a (laughs) spellcaster. I I tried climbing a rope with a spellcaster my first time out, um, and I fell twice. I almost died climbing a rope. Um, So definitely start off with a fighter or barbarian or something that can do all the different things in the game if you're going to start your first time out.
0: So this, this, this is kind of alluding to one of my, as a dungeon master, one of my favorite memories that Chris was involved in. We in, I believe it was one of the very first sessions of that game that we started up.
2: Yeah. the Second one.
0: Right. We had one player who was playing the uh, town guard and he was trying to distract another town guard by taking him out to dinner. And, that town guard's back was facing what was going on as Chris's character was trying to climb a rope up on top of a tower and climbed up halfway and fell twice. And on the second time that he fell, he simply laid there uh, without moving until another player grabbed him by the feet and dragged him away. And it was the role playing that out of the guy playing the town guard trying to distract the other one from his colleague trying to climb a tower and failing miserably was possibly one of the most comedic elements I've ever seen in a role-playing game.
2: It is just funny how you try to do so the simplest things and it doesn't go wrong and those are the memories you you remember the most. So don't be afraid to fail or try something different. Just if you're going to do a character, I'd start off with a fighter.
0: Quite quite often sometimes the failures are are the most memorable parts of any game. I agree. Absolutely. Um so what do you enjoy most about role-playing games, Chris?
2: I like just the randomness of it. When you have like on a play, you're reading a script, you know what the end is going to be. And if you have a a powerful character, you're assuming that you're going to roll a really cool dice. You could always pull a mark and roll, you know, 11 ones in a row. And you just don't know. That's the great thing about this game is <laughs> it doesn't matter how well you build or how poorly you build. It all depends on the roll of the dice. And that just makes the game so much fun.
0: And then what um what do you I know that you said that you you did struggle a little bit with a spellcaster, but besides that, um, is there anything just in general with role playing games that, that you find to be a bit of a struggle to yourself?
2: So I like to do uh, voices also. So I do accents um, when I'm working um, with kids in the in the volunteer work I do, and I'm a uh, I struggle with using those uh, accents. Like I have a an awesome like hispanic accent man because that's where i grew up like all my life but i don't ever want to do it in the game because it doesn't make any sense you know so <laughs> and, and i'm afraid that i'm going to do it wrong and it's going to sound like british instead of hispanic and or someone's going to get mad because i did it poorly so i i really want to liven it up by doing like accents and and fake roles and stuff like that but i'm just haven't got over that fear just yet. One, one thing
0: I, I can give you as advice in that regard is is an accent doesn't necessarily have to be a, an existing accent in our world. You can come up with your own way of talking for your character. So it's and and having something unique in a way of the, your character talks is always it makes the character more memorable. Fair um enough. So the uh, lastly, um, I guess for, for your, your perspective, what kind of advice would you like to give to anyone uh, out there listening who's interested in maybe trying tabletop gaming for the first time?
2: It's going to sound a little weird, but find um, someone who's been doing it for a while to be your DM. Um, several times during my college days or my high school days when I was trying to get a game going, the DMs were, were kind hearted, but they were a little sadistic in nature. And they really liked messing with you, and it kind of ruins the game a little bit when you're always getting killed or always having something growing out of your forehead or always turning into a mind flare. So I would like interview your DMs and get to know your DM really well. And if, if they're the kind of person that you know will build up the teams and make the story really awesome and isn't like have this like s- constant sadistic nature, then you'll have a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. You're absolutely right. I, the the dungeon master and the players should be a team that is jointly telling a story. You should never have a dungeon master that is against the players. It's it exactly. should never be the players versus the dungeon master. Yeah, so exactly. you're absolutely correct. So um anything else that you you want to talk about?
2: Just have fun with it. This is this is a a place where you can just be silly and if it all goes wrong, it'll still be the best time you've you've ever had. So just just enjoy it. Um don't worry too much about the tools. Just try just getting out some paper and pencil with my daughters. Um, I just did a created a system with them and said, "Hey, here's one dice. You get one dice and one ability, and just keep it just keep it real simple uh your first time out and they had a blast they only had one ability but they got to pick that ability and that's the great thing about D. you pick you who you pick the character you pick your abilities and now you can try something you've never thought of trying in real life
0: well thanks again chris for for going over all that
2: i
1: guess i'll give this back to tony
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Paper Pencil Dice. Reach out to us at PaperPencilDicePodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time to find out what our heroes get into next on Paper Pencil Dice.